0: You have your Bibles turned to Ephesians chapter three? Can you say, Thank God, for the word. "Thank God for the Word"? The Word is life; it's health to us, to every aspect of our life. It, 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 whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're walking through, the Word has the answer. Yes. It is the key. It is the key to faith, so it lets me know it's the key to victory. Let me say that again: it it is the key. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? But we also know that that faith is our victory that overcomes the world. So if I really understand this, then then I can see that the word is the key to victory in every area of my life. And so I've been on a series called Focus, and this has to do with being fixed on Christ, unlimited supply. And this came out of a phrase that Dr. Savell gave us in the, the prophetic word for 2021. And the one phrase was this, allow no one to discourage you by what they say. Keep your eyes on me and I'll have my way. You know, that's what we need to do, right? Keep our eyes on the right things, not the wrong things. Focus on the right things. And, and does everyone remember what the, what the acronym for focus is? Anyone, anyone? Can we all say it? Fixed on Christ, unlimited supply. You say it again. Fixed on Christ unlimited supply, woo! unlimited supply. And so this all came out of Ephesians chapter one, where Paul is praying. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be opened, that you would know the hope of his calling, the inheritance that we have in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power. So Paul wanted our eyes open. He, he was giving us some insight into his personal walk, He was giving us some insight into his personal relationship with God. And he said, I want your eyes open like my eyes were open. And I want your eyes to see the hope of his calling. I want you to be able to see the inheritance. Look to your neighbor and tell them, I've got an inheritance. Look to the other side. There's things available to me. And then he says this. He says, and your eyes would be open to the exceeding greatness of his power. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter three, I'm going to pick up what I I couldn't finish last Sunday. And last Sunday we talked about fellowship and we talked about fellowship is is um, not just uh, communion. It's not just being interlocked with someone, but it's about sharing with what one has. So when I'm fellowshipping with someone, I'm not just in the vicinity or in in proximity to that person, but also now I share in what they have. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, it says, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of, of whom the whole family in heaven as earth is named, that he would grant you, that he would give you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That you would be strengthened. You know, we all need strength, right? We need strength for everyday living. You need strength to be the mom he's called you to be, the father he's called you to be, the business owner. You need strength. Because we're all going to encounter things that are meant to deplete our strength. The enemy wants to deplete, discourage. He wants to limit your strength. But yet Paul's praying here. And like I said, he wants us to give, it, give us some insight into his personal relationship. And he's praying here. He goes that God would grant you, that God would grant you, hallelujah, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, be strengthened with ability, to be strengthened with inherent power in your inner man, in your inner man. You have you have something big on the inside of you. We You have an inner man. If you're born again, you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You are a new creation. You have an inner man. You have a spirit man. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, your spirit became reborn. You became a new creation on the inside. And you have an inner man. But yet everything that we face in life is to try to bring down our outer man discourage us on the outside, but realizing that you have a inner man. And what does it say? That you would be strengthened with all might in your inner man. You know, last week I talked about how we talked about fellowship. I talked about how when John was writing and he said that I written this, I'm writing this so you might have fellowship, And then he says this, that, that not only do I write that, that our joy, that we might have joy, but that your joy might be full. So that was all out of this fellowship. So it's out of our fellowship that we have with our heavenly father that is going to strengthen our inner man. So what would, what would strength be for inner man? Joy. What the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. And I don't have time to, to review everything. Uh, I just want to make sure we're kind of on the same page as we go forward. Is through this fellowship now that I can now receive the strength that comes from that relationship. Jesus said, Jesus said this in John 16. He says, he goes, that you would have joy. And he said, no man can take it from you. Because what is a different kind of joy? It's something that comes from your relationship with God. Now let's go to Psalms 4 and then I'll get into... I closed with this last week. That we be strengthened with all might in our inner man. Hallelujah. Joy, joy needs to be a part of our life. And Psalms 4... Verse six says, there be many who say, who shall show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of thy countenance upon us. Now, we talked about this, that lift up your countenance upon us, meaning that's talking about your presence, being in God's presence. Remember where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy, right? So when we're in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So it's impossible for me. To not be in his presence and not have joy. If I don't have joy in my life. Then I'm probably not in his presence. Does it make sense? So he says lift up the countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart. More than in the time of them of corn and their new wine increase. Meaning, Meaning because of your countenance and your presence in my life. I have more gladness than those that just saw the great harvest. And then he says this. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. What I want you to see is, how else are we strengthened in our inner man? You're going to see this connection a lot throughout Scripture. You're going to see joy, and you're going to see peace. Joy and peace. I believe this is what the Apostle Paul, when he was praying, that you would be strengthened. With all might in your inner man. I believe Paul was, was, was talking about that fellowship aspect and through that fellowship with God that you would be able to tap into that joy. But not just joy, be able to tap into peace. You make, make reference to Romans chapter 15 verse 13 says, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing That you may be, that you might abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's through the Holy Spirit I'm going to abound in hope, but through that also what God's going to fill me with joy and peace. You see, there's, there, it's impossible to spend time with God and not leave changed. It's impossible to spend quality time in the Word and not leave changed. When you fellowship with Him, it is going to strengthen you. See, if I'm fixed on Christ, I'm going to be fixed on his unlimited supply. And when I'm fixed on him and I'm in a relationship with him, then I'm going to be able to tap into the unlimited supply that's available no matter what I'm facing and no matter what I'm going through, that I will be able to lay hold of joy and peace in my life. You have a right to joy and peace. Is not something that needs to elude you every day of your life. You don't need to live in torment. You're not meant to live up one day and down the next. You're not meant to just barely go by emotionally in life. No, you are called to be a believer to win in life. But yet our eyes need to be fixed on the right things. If your eyes are not fixed on the right things, you will not have joy and you will not have peace. See, Jesus had to be fixed on the right things. Now, Jesus made a statement to the disciples before he was leaving. And and I believe it's John 14, 27. He says he talks about his expedient that I go away, because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. And then immediately after that, he says, my peace, I leave you my peace. I give unto you, not as the world gives Meaning the world can't give you this peace. You can't tap in to the the peace if you're totally fixed on the world around you. Peace is a product of the spirit. Joy is not a natural force. It's a spiritual force. Peace is not a natural force. It's a spiritual force. The peace of God, the Lord showed me this years ago, that the peace of God is actually the power of God. When Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Right. So so peace. So when Jesus said the spirit of God is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, if someone's poor, they don't have peace financially. Right. But yet he said he sent me to preach the gospel to the poor that means, that means that the, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. So, so ultimately when, when the gospel is being preached, it should bring peace, which is the power of God. When Jesus said, peace, be still to the waves that were raging and the waves crashing against the boat in in Mark chapter four, 35 through 36. And he said, he stood up on the edge of that boat and said, peace, be still. And it said, there was a mega calm. See, we would call the calm peace. Right. Oh, it's so peaceful. No, you have to understand. He said, peace, be still. See, peace was the power that produced a calm. It wasn't the calm. Peace is the power that produces a calm. You have to understand that peace is a spiritual force. And it does not matter what you're going. It doesn't matter what symptoms are in your body. It doesn't matter what your bank account might look like. It doesn't matter who might offended you. It doesn't matter of what's going on around you. You have to understand the peace of God is a spiritual power and a spiritual force to sustain me through adversity. But yet if we're fixed on the wrong things, we'll never be able to tap into the spiritual force. That's going to cause us to win. Jesus was not. Jesus was not um, immune to temptation, or adversity, or discouragement, or temptation. You know, Luke chapter three, Jesus is baptized, and and he he, he the Spirit of God comes upon him. It says, you know, it was like a dove, wasn't a dove, it was like a dove came upon him. And he heard a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Then it said immediately after in Luke four, verse one, he says, he went into the wilderness, was led into the spirit by the wilderness. He says, full, it said full of the spirit. A few weeks ago, I defined that full of the spirit meant he was complete. He was covered with. But yet through that 40 days in the wilderness, it said in one, one, uh, one account in Matthew, I believe it says, and for 40 days he was tempted of the devil. It wasn't just 40 days fasting and then there was three temptations at the end. No, he was tempted for 40 days. And after that it hungered and then the enemy came with these three other temptations. But it's interesting, it said he hungered. So Jesus, Jesus faced things, Jesus dealt with things. Like I said, Jesus wasn't immune to, to, to discouragement. He, his, his cousin was murdered and beheaded, and he, was, and, he, and, he, and he was hurt by that so much he had to go to the wilderness to pray, to, to, to what? To be strengthened. He, he, had, he had to make sure his inner man was strong because if his inner man was strong, he wouldn't be able to do what God had called him to do. So, it lies in the wilderness and he's being, he has this, the, these attacks going on, these mental, emotional, physical attacks going on in the wilderness, going on with, in, in Luke chapter 4. And then it says this, after Satan went away, after that last temptations, and it said, it said the angels came and ministered to him. Now, the word angels there actually means heavenly spirit. Heavenly spirit. And, and what is this? And then right after that, it said that he came out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. So he went in full of the spirit complete, but yet he came out in the power. But what happened? It said it, it wasn't because of he was Jesus. The issue was where what he was fellowshipping. And it said when the angels or the spirit strengthened him, he came out in the power of the spirit in the dunamis of the spirit. See, Jesus knew something about how to tap into peace. Go to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. Jesus knew how to get strengthened, Jesus knew the Word, Jesus knew the Father. My prayer is that we would be strengthened with all might in our inner man. You know that's not the only time that Paul prayed that. He also prayed it in Colossians one eleven. He says this that you would be strengthened with all might, and then he says this. I believe he says in in patience un, unto patience and long suffering with joyfulness. He, he says that you would be strengthened with all might unto I believe it is, it is it up there strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. You know, Paul knew something about long suffering. Paul knew, Paul knew something about patience. I don't like that word. <laughs> I don't like long I don't like any word with the word suffering in it. But you have to understand there's things that we will walk through in this life. There's things that the enemy does not want you to step into. There's things that the enemy does not want you to believe. There's some things the enemy does not want you to understand. There's some things the enemy does not want you to hear. There's some things the enemy does not want you to see. Because if we really saw... Who we really were. If we really saw and understood what we really are. and we understood really what does it mean that the greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If we really understood that, what would hinder us or what would stop us? When you, when you understand the greater one and the spirit of God is on the inside of you. See, that's what the apostle Paul could, could have patience under long suffering. Why? Because... This, this, this will turn. I've got to stand before Caesar. It doesn't matter how many times I'm shipwrecked. It doesn't matter how many times they're going to beat me with 39 stripes. It doesn't matter how many stones they throw at me. I'm going to stand before Caesar. You know, even at the end of, in the end of Paul's life, he's standing there and he's, he, he, he's on trial. And he said, he goes, uh, all, all forsook me. All left me. And he said, but the Lord stood by me. But then it was that the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. Now, I mean, God didn't come down in a red suit and a cape and stand next to Paul and 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 and, and, and try to pump him up right there. No. How did how could God God stood by me and strengthen? Who's who's the standby? The paraclete, the comforter. It was the spirit. So Paul's saying, I pray that you would be strengthened with all might, yeah. yes. all inheritability, yes. Whatever, whatever, how big or how small, whatever you're facing right now, it is no match to the God you serve. Don't ever let this come out of your mouth that you can't take anymore. Don't say, I'll, I'll never make it through this. Don't ever say, I will never overcome this. Don't ever, don't ever say, I, I, I can't be victorious over this temptation. Don't let that come out of your mouth because you just put more power in the enemy, more power in temptation, more power in your ability to fail than God's ability to be victorious. See, we're we are not we we don't just wear the Christian label because we, because we accepted Jesus one day. I wear the Christian label because of what's in me. I wear the Christian label because of what's on me. Take Christianity, every other religious box that you might have studied or understood. You have the Creator living on the inside of you. Strengthen with all might in your inner man. To the enemy, he's he's persistent. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But we have to understand that I have to fellowship. With joy to have joy. God is a spirit. He is joy personified. He is peace personified. He's love personified. He's long suffering personified. He is goodness personified. He is greatness personified. He he is. You want to see joy? Look at God. You want to see love? Look at God. It, it, he is. It's the fruit of the spirit. He is a spirit. So everything that we tap into, the fruits of the spirit are just his character and nature that flowed into us when we made him Lord of our lives. You see, it's not it's not something that that. I just need to try to love. No, you yield to love. I just need to try to have joy. You just need to have joy. Right. now. No, you have to yield to joy. Well, I just, I just need peace right now. Well, you've got to yield to it first. Amen. Because all those things are the person of who he is. And we, we categorize things as the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. And, and I, yes, they're categorized. There's nine and nine. And, and, I can, and so we can decipher them. But realize it it all flows out of the nature of our father. The power of God and the qualities of God. And whether you realize it or not, if you truly made Jesus Lord, they're in you. <laughs> they're in you, Vic. Do you realize the, the creator's in you? The mir- You don't have to work miracles, just the miracle worker's in you. Amen. And you let him you you let him flow through you yes Amen. well, I just got to try to love that person no, you just need to yield to God you just need to yield to God some of the greatest some of the greatest things that i've learned and I, I think Brother Copeland said it this way to Dr. Savell and <laughs> you know it's he what did I think brother Copeland told Dr. Savell: the biggest thing is your big mouth. <laughs> Your biggest problem is your big mouth. If we, we did a lot less talking and, and a lot more yielding. Wow. I don't have to work up the power of God. I don't have to work. I, I have to yield to it. Yield to it. You don't have to work up. I just got to get in peace. I got to get in Yield to peace. I understand I understand your emotional state. I understand that I understand I, hey, I 'm with you. I've, there's things that we, we face as, as a family, there's things that we've gone on, yes, and the natural your mind can go all over the place, but what I have to do is what I have to do is get to a quiet place and yield. There's nothing that you earn in the kingdom of God. Everything in the kingdom is received. But you have to yield to it, that you would be strengthened with all might in your inner man. I believe that's what Jesus was doing. He he yielded to the word of God. He yielded to the authority of God. He yielded to the position of God in those temptations. And then said, and then he was strengthened. He was strengthened. He was made strong. I believe what Jesus did to become strong throughout his life, I believe he was doing Isaiah 40. Thank you, Father. What verse, Father? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Look at verse 28. It says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? ...does not faint or grow weary... ...and there's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and weary... ...and to him who has no might... ...he increases strength... ...causing it to multiply and make it abound. Even youth shall faint and be weary... ...and selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord... ...who expect, look for and hope in Him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. I believe what Jesus was doing in the, in, in the wilderness was this. He gives power to the faint and the weary. Verse 31, but those who wait for the Lord. Wait, wait is expectation. Wait is fellowship. Who expect, look for and hope in the Lord shall change and renew their strength. Change. Change. They shall change. <laughs> I, think we, I think we need to come to a place where we change our mindset and, and stop trying to operate out of our strength. And operate under his strength. Hallelujah. I believe this is what Jesus did. I believe this is what the apostle Paul did. I believe this is how they had to live their lives. Let me start to close with this. Go to to Hebrews. Peace is a power that strengthens you. Hebrews 13. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's start in verse 18. It says, keep praying for us. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, keep praying for us for we are convinced that we have a good clear conscience that we want to walk uprightly live a noble life acting honorably in complete complete honesty in all things and i beg of you to pray for us the more earnestly in order that i may become restored to you the sooner now may the god of peace now may the god of peace who is the author and the giver of peace who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement in the covenant. Now, now listen to this. Now we do not they don't actually know who, who wrote Hebrews. We have different opinions. But it's, but it's the word of God. What does he say here? Now may the God of peace. He could have said a lot of different things. He could have he called him a God of so many different things. But yet he uses the phrase the God of Shalom. The God of in the Greek it would be Irene. The God of peace. The God who makes things complete. The God who makes things whole. The God who makes things as they ought to be. It's kind of like the in the in the Psalm where it says, He perfects. I think it's Psalms 138. He says, he perfects that which concerns me. So he says, in the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus. It's interesting to me that he he equates the God of peace with the God that raised Jesus from the dead. He he equates the God of peace and he and he says, the God of peace that that uh Hallelujah! Who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood, the everlasting agreement. So the God of peace, because of Jesus, the Lord brought me into a covenant of peace. See, peace isn't just a feeling, it's not an emotion, but this relationship that I have with God is a covenant of peace. It's something that he's covenanted with me through Jesus. Ezekiel 37, the last three verses, talk about this covenant of peace. That God desires the sanctuary in the midst of us. And he says here, then it says this, strengthened and make you what you ought to be. Now, he didn't really have to say everything else because the God of peace... And then it says the one who brought Jesus from the dead. That was these are all qualifying statements. It just wants us to know who this God of peace is. You could really do without the rest of after God of peace, you could actually do without the rest of that scripture because it's just qualifying who the God of peace is. So I'm not taking anything away from scripture if I read it this way. Now, the God of peace, verse 21, strengthen. The God of peace, strengthen, complete and perfect and make you what you ought to be. And equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. While he himself works in you and accomplishes, accomplishes, accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it. It's the end of a prayer. The God of peace that strengthens you. That's my prayer. And that's what I declare over you this morning. Those watching by way of internet, I declare this over you this morning that the God of peace will strengthen you. That the God of peace will make you what you ought to be. The God of peace will finish what he began in you. That you would be strengthened with all might in your inner man. Hallelujah. My prayer is that we would be strengthened with joy and strengthened with might through our relationship with Jesus. Now may the God of peace strengthen, complete, and perfect, and make you what you ought to be. And equip you with everything good. Do you like the sound of that? Equip you. Equip you with everything good. That you may carry out his will. I don't know about you, but I I want that. I want that said about my life. That I carried out his will. But how is it going to happen? Strengthened by the God of peace. Strengthened by the God of peace strengthened by the god of peace stand to your feet thank you father hallelujah thank you father hallelujah peace thank you father for the god of peace the God of peace <laughs> Ebreshi tittando rosto cosa. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Psalms or Isaiah twenty-eight talks about praying in tongues. Isaiah 20, 28 talks about with stammering lips and another tongue. I will show it for my Justin's paraphrase. That with a stammering lips and another tongue, I will give my people rest. And right now, if you're you're filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking tongues, just pray in the Spirit. Breshi talamunde <laughs> reki isoto rabaya. Ibro shele mandor rekitiando rogosh de le baasol. Ilomander rinde le bo cosita rabaya. E breshelamando rekitiando rabaya. Elomon de ri isho to rabaya. E rounder rinda le bo osho sa rabaya, e kiti andor roboko rabaya, e ramando retiki i sho rabaya, e broshle mandor kiti andor rabaya, e mandor retile mandor rabaya, moshe brande de de kiso, e la rinda ilamaso, la le mosan di di andor rabay. Enda la maso raba, indolo moshen de le mosso, imro mama de rindele baya, er roboco shor rababa kiti ti under rabaya. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues not to embarrass you in any, any way. It's something to, it's a gift. It's a gift for all the body of Christ. Acts says that this gift that you, this promise that you hear and see is not only for you and your children, but to all those that are far away and to all those that will believe on his name. That's Acts chapter two. So that lets me know, as long as it's believing on his name, that gift is for each one of us. And I'm telling you, as you, as you are filled with the spirit, it will, it will bring a strength to your life. It'll bring a supernatural joy to your life. It will give you the ability to tap into his peace in an amazing way. So if you desire to be filled with the spirit, just come to the altar real quick, come to the altar real quick. You don't need to move that Tony. It's okay. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, father. Don't hesitate. Just come quickly. Come quickly. Maybe you never made Jesus the Lord of your life and you want to receive Jesus today. And you want, you want this joy. You haven't had this kind of joy. You may have been grown up in church or part of church and, and, and think that you've been doing Christianity, but you've never truly made Jesus Lord. And you really want to know this peace, this peace that passes understanding this peace that that this joy that the world doesn't give and that's you just make your way to the altar real quick hallelujah I don't want to assume anyone here is 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 ready is not ready to meet Jesus hallelujah thank you father hallelujah thank you father hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. Just place your hand, the person on your left and your right, on their shoulder. The greater one's living on the inside of you, the Spirit of God's on the inside of you. And I want you to pray for the person on your left and your right. And as they're praying, at the same time, I also want you to yield. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you for the peace of God to come upon them now. I thank you for the glory of God to come upon them now. I thank you for the joy of the Lord to come upon them now. I thank you, Father, that they would be strengthened with all might in their inner man. I thank you that they would be strong from the inside out. I thank you that they would be equipped with everything that's good. I thank you that they would not come behind in any gift, but I thank you that they would be equipped with ability equipped with power oh father i thank you that right now as your spirit's moving as your spirit's working as the spirit of the lord is in this place i thank you that the person on our left and right is being healed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet hallelujah i thank you father that speak to them a word in season hallelujah thank you for words of wisdom words of knowledge that come by the spirit hallelujah that would quicken them give them the direction they need the wisdom they need Hallelujah! I declare the person on our left and our right that they are strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Hallelujah. 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 I declare they are strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Hallelujah. Strength is working in them. The anointing of God is working in them. The power of God is quickening their bodies. Hallelujah. I thank you that headaches are leaving now. Hallelujah. Oppression is leaving now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That hernia. That hernia. Hallelujah. 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 It's going down now. Hallelujah. It's dissolving now. Hallelujah. It's popping back into place now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that kidney stone is being broken up right now. It's being obliterated right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Your peace. Your peace, your ability. Hallelujah. That they would be strengthened with might in their inner man. I thank you that the joy of the Lord is their strength today. That their peace of the peace of God is resting on them today. And I thank you that they will know this peace throughout this week. Hallelujah. Strength, 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 strength. Hallelujah. Strength. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you that you strengthen them, empower them, equip them with everything that's good so they can accomplish your will. Yield to his strength. Yield to his peace. Yield to his joy today. Hallelujah. As we wait upon the Lord, we renew and we exchange our strength. Take time this week to wait upon the Lord. Take time to yield to the Lord and receive, receive. Fix our eyes on Christ's unlimited supply. There is an unlimited supply of joy, of peace, of love, of patience, of peace, of ability. The prophetic word says that this year is a year of abundant overflow. Abundant overflow, abundant overflow. The joy overflows, peace overflows, abundant overflow 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 part of the instruction was let's keep our eyes on him and he will have his way so fathers we focus on you I thank you that you're bringing us into greater levels of abundant overflow and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen give a shout of praise this morning if you receive that hallelujah thank you father hallelujah thank you Jesus